Hello, and welcome to episode 135 of Church in Maine. This is the podcast. It's at the intersection of faith and modern life. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. This is a solo episode I did not expect to make, um, but I am making it because I actually had two good episodes that I thought I had recorded. Emphasis on the word thought. Uh, the service that I normally use, um, I've used it for several months now, and it has in the past really done some great recordings, but the last two recordings haven't worked. Um, it usually will show my the video, and for some strange reason, with this service, the video and audio don't go together. Um, so it didn't capture, it captures a video with me basically not saying anything, or at least my mouth is moving, but no sound is coming out. And then my MP3s and uh, WAV files just never showed up. And um, I've been through, you know, support and been through um, uh, trying to do some things for recovery. And I, I, I think that those things are just lost to history. Which is very annoying because that is a good two hours of of interviews that just went poof. Um, so I've had to actually call the people that I um, interviewed back to do another interview, um, which is kind of embarrassing. I mean, I know that this happens, but um, just don't want to have to rec- you know call someone back who has taken their time to to do this interview and then to try to do it again. And, um, so I'm testing out another service cause I'm now a little, uh, gun shy of trying my usual service. Um, or I may try some, um, use it again, but I have a backup, um, which I guess is something I should have been doing anyway. But, um, so, uh, hopefully I will have the, one of those interviews up in the next few days. The other one, um, probably won't be until after Easter, um, that person is a, both of these people are pastors, but of course, as we are getting closer and closer to you, Holy Week, it's hard to squeeze time in. So, um, I thought in the meantime, I would put up one of the videos that I normally do. Um, I, some of you who have, um, been on this podcast or listened to this podcast know I do a weekly, what I call a weekly check-in. It's usually a video that is kind of talking about what's something that's going on in culture. Um, during Lent, I've kind of taken a break of the cultural part, but in focusing on the, the lectionary text. And a few weeks ago, um, the lectionary text was the woman at the well, which is actually in John 4, which is actually one of my favorite stories. And I use that really as a, a launching point of what does it mean to be... Um, inclusive, uh, especially inclusive of LGBTQ uh, people. Um, one of sometimes one of the things that has bothered me is that we're not, especially people who are churches that want to be inclusive, is that we don't always use a really good you know, biblical or theological basis of why we're doing this. And I really wanted to focus on that. And so I used the woman at the well as that story. Um, so this video that you will be hearing is about nine minutes. 
And then um, where I kind of talk a little bit about that, why it's important, why does it matter? Um, and then um, I'll have some housekeeping, which um, you'll hear after the video. So uh, enough of me babbling. And uh, here, let's hear this video of what it means and why it matters that churches are L are inclusive of LGBTQ persons. This is Dennis Sanders. I'm the pastor of First Christian Church of St. Paul, Disciples of Christ, located in Roseville, Minnesota. I'm hoping you're having a good week. Well, during the season of Lent, we are these videos are going to be focusing basically on our theme for the season, which is unfinished, discerning God's call in the not yet. And the text that we're focusing on this week is the woman at the well from John 4, verses 5 through 42. But before we go into that text, I wanted to do a little bit of a setting the scene, the local scene, if, if I may. Back in 2015, uh, First Christian Church voted to become an open and affirming congregation within our denomination, the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. Now what that means is basically that we are a congregation that welcomes LGBTQ people into the full life of the congregation. So we don't just welcome people to come to church or even just to be members, but to be welcome into all aspects of church life. That includes pastor, such as in my own situation myself. But ever since that we voted for that, there's been a question that I've been dealing with. What are we being inclusive for? Why are we doing this? Why does it matter? And people have various answers to that question. Some people would answer that question by saying that Jesus was inclusive, so we should be inclusive too. And there is a lot of truth to that. Jesus welcomed people from various walks of life. And yes, we should follow what Jesus did. And yet, that answer always feels incomplete. There are others that will say that the church must welcome LGBTQ people into the life of the church in order to be relevant. Again, the times that we live in, that makes some sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. But we aren't called to be trendy or to be relevant as a church. We are called to be faithful to God. Then there are others that will say that because so much of the church can be anti-gay that we have to respond by being much more affirmative 
especially to challenge those more conservative Christians with their unaffirming views. And I would agree that we must be a witness of God's inclusive love. But I would also hope that we would be doing that even if there weren't conservative Christians that had unaffirming views. So the question still remains, what are we being inclusive for? And that brings me back to the text. In John 4, Jesus ends up in Samaria. And Samaria is this region that is made up, of course, of Samaritans. And Samaritans were kind of like Jews. They had some similar background, similar lineage, though there was some difference. And there was also similar theology, but there was enough difference in both theology and also in lineage to cause friction. And there was friction between these two groups. So when Jesus meets this Samaritan woman, he's breaking a whole lot of taboos. He begins, he's talking to a woman, and that's a taboo, and he's talking to a Samaritan woman. And he engages in conversation with this woman. And in this conversation, little by little, he reveals to the woman who he truly is. And he finally says to her, I am he. When he says that, she realizes, this is the Messiah. I've been talking to the Messiah. And she is so excited that she leaves her water jar, the reason that she came to the well in the first place. And she runs to the village to tell everyone else. And she tells the villagers that she has met someone that knows everything about her, even though he doesn't know who she, she's, he's never met her before. And she says to them, he can't be the Messiah, can he? So the villagers go out, they meet Jesus, and they too believe, and they, Jesus stays with them for several days. And in verse 42, the villagers say to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard ourselves and we know that this is truly the savior of the world. So I ask that question again, why, what are we being inclusive for? What are we being inclusive to LGBTQ folk for in the first place? Why does it matter? that our church and that churches should be inclusive and welcoming. We do this because Jesus encountered people from all walks of life, and that probably included LGBTQ folk. And those people met Jesus through these encounters, and they were called into discipleship and into witness, and that still happens today. Inclusion means that we tell people, that we tell all people, including LGBTQ folk, that Jesus loves them for who they are. And especially in this context, that they don't have to pretend to be straight, to be loved by God. But inclusion doesn't just stop there. 
It also leads people, those hearing the message, like the woman at the well, to witness, to drop what they're doing, and to go and tell others, because they have witnessed the love of God, and they want to tell others, and because they want to tell because there are so many others, including people like themselves, who don't know that they're loved by God. The church must be and should be a place that is open to people of various sexual orientations and gender identities. We should be tolerant of differences. But inclusion doesn't just mean inviting them to church. We don't talk and do inclusion just to be nice. We do this because we want them to know the love of God and to grow in the love of God. Inclusion should lead people into discipleship, to learning about who Jesus is and then allowing Jesus to change people, to be more and more disciples of Jesus Christ. In a time when it seems like animus against LGBTQ people is rising, the church does need to be a place that is more affirmative and affirming. But once we welcome people, we also want to help them to become disciples, fulfilling what Jesus said at the end of his earthly ministry, to go and make disciples of all nations. We want to be places where LGBTQ folk will hear the gospel, will hear the good news, and then tell their families and friends, who then can hopefully say what the villagers said to the Samaritan woman. It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Take care, church. Godspeed, and I will see you soon. So I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I hope that it was helpful, um, a bit of understanding of what it means to be inclusive from a biblical standpoint. Um, and kind of as usual, as I've said before, um, would love to have you rate the podcast. If Feel free to rate it on whatever podcast app that you use. Um, doing that helps um, people find um, the podcast a lot easier. Uh, also, if you can, consider uh, subscribing uh, to either one of the websites where our podcast is located, either on our Substack page, 
And there you can actually get other things besides the podcast. There are articles that are available. Uh, and you do that by going to uh, church in Maine, all one word, dot substack dot com. Or you can go to um, the other website, which is church in Maine, all one word dot org. Um, if you have any questions or comments, um, would love to hear them. Feel free to send it to uh uh, you can send it to church and main all one word at substack.com and it will uh, get to me and love to hear what you're thinking about the podcast, what you thought about this episode. So a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first, I want to say thank you. Um, there have been a few people who have actually sent me subscriptions uh, for the year and um, I'm, I'm very touched. So thank you. Um, I haven't actually done anything yet to make this official that there will be subscriptions. Part of it is, it's just, you know, I'm not super crazy about, you know, trying to make something. I guess I want to see it more kind of like public radio where people choose to give and maybe we'll do something as a thank you. Um, But, you know, I know that there are a lot of these, uh, kind of things up the, and Substack and all these other things and they cost money. And if you don't make a whole lot of money, that's it's hard to give five bucks here, 10 bucks here, all that. So um, if you are, if you feel so moved to um, have a, uh, to, to leave a, uh, like a yearly subscription for 60 bucks, that'll be great. And um, I will find a way of saying thank you. Um, or if you want to do that every you know five bucks a month, that'll be great too. Um, right now, I'm just not doing anything special, not anything behind a paywall, um, just because I, I you know personally I, I don't really like that. You know, if, especially if you're reading an article and you're halfway into it, it's really interesting, and it's like, oh yeah, here's a seven day trial, and you know, I already have several subsects that I subscribe to, and you know, I'm a pastor. I don't make that much money, but you know, if you want to give, definitely do so. And I will be incredibly happy and eternally grateful. And I will find some way of saying thank you to all, to y'all, but I do at least want to say verbal thank you for people who have already, uh, donated it. That does mean a lot. Um, it, it makes me know that there are people that are listening and enjoy what they're hearing. So, um, that is it for this episode. And as I said, the um, two episodes that were I had hoped were coming out, they should be coming out soon. Um, one is coming out a little bit later just because as we're getting closer to Holy Week, being pastors, we're all busy. Um, but uh, do look out for the, the other one. I think the first one I did, which will be coming, hopefully coming out soon. Um, And you'll hear more about it when it comes out. So uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, Again, this is episode 135 of Church in Maine, uh, the podcast that is at the intersection of faith and modern life. My name is Dennis Sanders, your host. Take care, everyone. Godspeed. And I will see you very soon.